This is Reflections on Investing with the Cornell Capital Group. Episode 22, Breaking Down Stock Prices. Hello, and welcome to the first 2022 edition of Reflections on Investing with the Cornell Capital Group. And as the year started, I hope you had a chance to look at the Cornell Capital Group's fourth quarter memo, which came out at the turn of the year. It foresaw some of the things that we've experienced, including most importantly, the decline in stock prices and the increase in volatility. But that's another issue. What I wanna talk about today is a simple technique we use at the Cornell Capital Group for breaking down the total market capitalization, that is the value of the equity of a company into three parts that allow you to kind of see the extent to which the value is based on speculation versus basic value. Here's how we go about it. Let me go to the iPad. The three components are as follows. The first is the book value. That can be thought of as the amount of money that investors have put into the company as of the current date. And that's observable right on the balance sheet. There's no guessing or speculating about the book value. The second is what we call the near-term forecast value. And here's how we calculate that. It's a little tricky. We begin with analyst forecasts for both the current year, we'll call that year one, and the year following, year two. We then take next year's forecast earnings, net of the cost of capital, and we discount that back to present value using a reasonable discount rate, usually about 6%. Then the second thing in the near-term forecast value is we take years two forecast earnings net of the capital charge, and we assume that the company earns that into perpetuity. So it takes those year two earnings, which are reasonably certain. We're not guessing what's gonna happen in a decade. It's just the analyst forecast two years out. We assume they earn that into perpetuity, and we discount that back to present value at the same rate. We add those two things together and that gives us the near-term forecast value. Then the third thing. We call it the speculative value. And it's actually a residual. It's the difference between the current market capitalization of the company and the first two items, the book value and the near-term forecast value. We'll become clear how this works in a minute when we look at some examples. But those are the three parts, the book value, the near-term forecast value, and the speculative value. So to see it in action, let's look at some, some real companies. At the top of the list here is Rivian Automotive. You've probably all heard of this. It's the new startup that makes electric trucks, just went public in the big fanfare and was worth more than Ford Motor Company right out the gate before it sold the car. The book value of per share 
of Rivian Automotive is 445. The near-term forecast value happens to be minus 653. That's because Rivian is forecast to lose money in the first couple of years. The market value is 7316. So when you take the difference, the speculative value is 7524. And you see that 102% of Rivian's market value is the speculative value. So that's a company that if you buy Rivian or if you're betting uh, on, the, on the future, the distant future, it's almost all speculative value. Here at the other end of the, the line is Delta Airlines. Delta has a book value of 571 per share, a near-term forecast value of 84.52, and a market a stock price of 39.54. So the speculative value is minus 50.7 or negative 128.22%. Delta uh, is worth far more, excuse me, Delta's solid book value and near-term forecast value is far greater than the, than the stock price. In the middle, well, we'll pick a famous company. This will be my last one, Tesla. Tesla has a book value of 23.82, a near-term earnings forecast value of 121.96, and a market value of as of this date, it's gone down since then, of 1030. So Tesla has a speculative value counts for 85% of its value. So what this breakdown allows you to do is see what you're buying and investing in. If you're buying companies like Rivian, <clears throat> Chewy, Carvana, Spotify, or Tesla, you're paying a lot for the speculative value. If you're buying Gilead, General Motors, Dell, AT&T, or Delta, all of those have significantly negative speculative values. You're counting on the company to be able to continue its current business. So at the Cornell Capital Group, we like to use this breakdown as a starting point. It doesn't tell you exactly what to buy, but it gives you some good hints. This has been Reflections on Investing. For more information, please visit www.cornell-capital.com. This podcast is being made available for educational purposes only. It should not be used for any other the information contained herein does not constitute and should not be construed as an offering of advisory services or an offer to sell or solicitation to buy any securities or related financial instruments in any jurisdiction.